0: From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330 Podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now.
1: Hello and welcome once again to the 1330 Podcast. I'm Brent
0: Bailey. And I am Keith Neighbor. Glad to be here and glad to have you listening in.
1: We are uh, bringing you a whole brand new series of podcasts and we're excited to be doing that uh, where Keith and I talk about life and leadership and ministry and kids and family and the past and the future and and my God, everything under the sun. <laughs> yes, it's almost like a
0: variety show.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And we we really enjoy bringing this to you, and we hope that you get a lot out of these podcasts. In fact, if you'd like to reach out and tell us uh, maybe something you'd like to see us uh, discuss on there, uh, you can get a hold of us at 1330podcast at com, or uh, you can get a hold of us through Twitter and Facebook at 1330podcast on both of those. So uh, anyway, uh, we decided that we were going to just sit around talking about what we were going to do for um, – this podcast, and we've we've kind of discovered uh, over twenty some years between the two of us uh, in ministry, uh, closing in on fifty years uh, combined. Does that make us old, Brent? No, it makes us wise, seasoned. Is what yes. I was going to say. Seasoned. Uh, well, anyway, seasoned. <laughs> we have uh, we, noticed not salty a trend. Well, we have to be somewhat salty. Well, a Jesus bit, told yeah, us that. So, uh, but anyway, we've noticed a trend, and it's probably very common amongst every believer and, and and a lot of churches is that most folks don't really see ministry being anything more than just what they see on Sunday mornings that they see the pastor or the preacher doing the doing the work and they're bypassing multiple opportunities in order to um, or not in order to but, but multiple opportunities to, to actually minister to somebody else.
0: Very true. It's more than just you or me standing behind a pulpit and doing ministry. Actual ministry, to me, doesn't necessarily happen on Sunday. The real ministry happens every other day of the week or outside of the church service, however long that service is. So we need to make sure that we're bringing our faith to the the world, really, every single day. And not only do the do the people of the church need to be doing that, but the pastors and the leadership in the church need to be doing this as well. Because there are so many people, there are so many pastors that you run into that look at what they do on Sunday as ministry, and they don't they don't bring people to church. They don't have friends that are that don't go to their church. They don't spend time with people that don't go to church, and really that goes against the grain of what what Jesus led by example with every day of his life. He was going to the best parties where the worst sinners were and spending time with the people that were disenfranchised, that were fed up with the church that, that didn't want to go to church. And you know, to me, Brent, there's a lot of people that are out there that want to go to church. They want to be a part of a church. They just don't know how to get there. And if we as pastors aren't asking people to come, why should we ever expect our own people to go? And I think the answer to that is is we can't. And again, it, it's not just praying for people on a Sunday, you know, when you know when the pastor says, "Hey, let's let's pray for those that don't know the you know that that aren't coming." And, and we're always telling everybody how important the empty seats are, and that it's a big deal that we've got empty seats. Well, in order to fill those seats, somebody's got to go and compel them to come in. Right. And that's part of our job is to compel people to come in. So we've got to make sure that we are doing that, not only as pastors, but as Christians.
1: Yeah. One of the things, when I started um, when I started Direction Church in Orlando, one of the first things I did, it was actually two things. I went and joined the Rotary Club of Dr. Phillips, which is the area of town our church is in, and I joined the Dr. Phillips Chamber of Commerce. For the simple fact of, I mean, of course, I want them to come to my church, but I want to make an influence in my community and right. to minister to people. Yep. And I, I remember sitting there talking to the young lady that um, that is the head of the Dr. Philip Chamber Commerce, and she said, "You know, we've never had a church join us before." And I said, "You got to be kidding me! Why not?" And she goes, "I don't know. We've just never, we've never had a church before." And uh, I know that has been one of the greatest areas of ministry now I haven't seen you know hundreds of people come to Christ or anything but I have every event I go to at the chamber of commerce whether I'm either speaking or at just just there as a as a participant Everybody wants to come and talk to me and talk about church and talk about God and ask me questions. And it's not like, you know, is it okay if I'm doing this or is it really okay if I'm doing that? They just want to talk about God right? and, and how spiritual they are. And, and, th- and you know what? It's opened so many doors. Have you got it.
0: any church members out of going there?
1: Actually, yes. Um, two of our most faithful uh, came from the Chamber of Commerce. Uh, meetings. They, I spoke at one of them and kind of did a, a rah rah, you know, right. uh, motivational thing, but tied it all into scripture. And uh, two of those folks came, um, and one of them um, is uh, sells sold us insurance, and the other one is our printer. So nice. yes, I mean we we have picked up people uh, from so, doing that, and 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 it's, just, and it's it, I've watched their families get ministered to as well.
0: So it, it it the ministry that you did outside of church made a difference. To your church, big time. See, I think that's just awesome. So, I know the answer to this because you're my best friend. But I'm going to ask this question anyway. Um, they give an award every year in the
1: for the Chamber
0: of Commerce yes. for what is that award?
1: It's the Volunteer of the Year, but it's the business that makes the most positive impact in the community.
0: Okay, and who's won that award for the last two years? Direction Church. Direction Church has won that award for the last two years. Yes, that's right. For making the biggest impact in positive the, impact. positive impact yeah. in the community.
1: Yeah, the biggest, the most positive impact by a business in the community. And we've real, I mean, those rewards are sitting right by the front door at our church for everybody to see because we're really proud of it. And we want people that when they come in there to know we're here in this community and we we want to make a difference here. Um, and and it's amazing to me. How many people, and not just in my church, but any church, look at what I do as the real ministry, and what they do is just kind of like, "Hey, you know, I try and I do this and I do that," but really, the majority of ministry for the body of Christ can be done through lay people. It would if they would actually think of themselves as ministers. the The opportunity for ministry would far outweigh any thing that a pulpit ministry style would do. Right. If the body of Christ in general would just accept that their ministers and they're called to shed their light uh, shed shine their light in the in the darkness, there's so many more of them that would do so much more ministry combined than if you combined all of the ministers that are out there, and even if you threw in the big ones and threw in Billy Graham and Reinhard Bonnke and, and evangelists that packed the altars, they would pale in comparison to what the body of Christ could do if they would just think of themselves differently in that way.
0: And would actually go out and do what the pulpit minister is saying, hey, you know, now that the service is over, the real work of church begins as they walk out that door. Yeah. See, as, I
1: As the old saying goes, you know, the meeting is over, the service now begins.
0: right. And that's where I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting. I'm I'm a I'm a bivocational minister. I go out and, and speak, do camps, different things like that. Little ad if you want to have me in. You know, I'll just <laughs> throw that out there. Um, but so I, I do ministry, but I'm also a, a project manager for a construction company, and it amazes me how when people find out that I I I'm a minister or I was a pastor, you know, at a church how many people first off it changes the way that they talk because i have some uh, well i work on construction sites and we don't tolerate all of the the language and coarse you know jokes and everything else like that that's not acceptable on our job sites because we're working at houses uh with and we we have a, a lot of quote little old lady type customers yes, that would yes. not appreciate that at all but um When you go in and people hear that, because well, you know, you'll get people, you know, they're they're, you know, guys are just you know cussing like sailors at times, and all of a sudden they find out that I'm a minister, and all of a sudden they it just it really slows their role in a sense of, and and it makes them think a little bit about what they're doing, and all of a sudden they start telling me about well, I go to church or I went to church, and or they start asking questions about stuff, and like you said, people want to talk about this stuff people want to know yeah. and it is amazing the hunger that people have for a relationship with the creator of the universe that's that that desire lies within everybody even when they don't know that's the that desire that they have and just opening the door a little bit through what we're doing and encouraging people just to open that door we don't have to get weird about it right and and I'm and I've I've told people before and people ask me about it I'm not Getting down on my knees with somebody and holding their hand, you know, <laughs> well, you just in their, their here play with me, brother, it's exactly. But it, it's just the conversations, and we're normally I'm normally with with a homeowner for anywhere between you know five and eight or nine days is typically you know two weeks, you know, ten days, ten working days is is typically the long side of it. But it amazes me how these running conversations that I have with people go. Where they will, after they find out about it, they'll come back and they'll keep asking questions. And you can and you can look at me and say, "Well, Keith, how many people have you prayed for? N- none, N- none. I've not I've not really sat down and prayed with anybody. No, I've prayed for all of them on, on my own time, away from them. Yeah, I've prayed for all of them. So when they start showing up at church again, or one of their friends says, "Hey, Brent, why don't you come to church with me?" maybe they'll recall the conversation what they had with that one guy that was working on their house. You know, it's unbelievable. I've got a great... We did some work for um, uh, two ladies at, at their house. And one of our contractors is a Christian. And he's very quiet about it. He's a very principled man. And he never talks about what he believes. He just works really, really hard at what he does, and he's very good at what he does. He does excellent work. So his ministry is working on your house and doing it the right way. When he got all done working with these ladies on their house, they came up to me and talked about Joe and how wonderful he was and what an awesome job he did on their house. On uh, We had a bunch of rain here recently, and on the Thursday that... We weren't working because of the rain. He's sitting out on the front porch drinking coffee, and the UPS truck comes rolling up, and he goes, "My wife is always ordering junk off the internet. So when it when it came up, I couldn't figure out what it was that she ordered. But whatever it was, it was big. And the the UPS driver comes walking up with this big, huge cooler." And sets it down and says, you know, says the guy's name, or is this, you know, and he's like, yeah. And he goes, what is this? And he goes, I don't know. Something from from Omaha, something or whatever. What was Omaha steaks? These, These ladies sent him probably, I don't know how much the big cooler of meat is. I'm guessing it was more than $300 worth. But they sent this guy a huge cooler full of meat as their way of saying thank you for doing what you do. And in all honesty, Brent, to me, that was ministry. Yeah, He reaped a blessing because of the way that he lived his life. And he wasn't doing it to get something from them. He was doing it because it was was the right thing to do. He was
1: getting paid already.
0: We pay him. We pay him well for what he does. So,
1: So for you to get a thank you on top of what you're getting paid... How much are you doing right?
0: That's exactly right. You know, what and I mean? he
1: was doing a lot,
0: and that's where it comes into Brent. That I look at, we have the opportunity every day through what we do, how we carry ourselves, to make a huge splash in this world, right. because people are looking for somebody that is doing things differently.
1: And with that bombshell, we're going to to uh, wrap up this. Well, we're going to come back and talk about how you can do that next time. Until then. Until the next 13 Minutes and 30 Second Podcast, this is Brent Bailey. And I'm Keith Neighbor.
0: Don't forget you can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or on Periscope at 1330podcast.com. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.